Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Sylvester to his Tweety, Michael Howard. Damn it. The Tata Tata Putty Quat. Did I nail it? That was bad. Michael, how are you today? Uh, you know what? I'm doing pretty well. I- the the weather is on its way up in Chicago. Yeah, I actually uh, I'm actually wearing shorts right now for the first time in the, weeks and weeks here in atlanta the days are, are getting longer so it's not dark at uh approximately all the time <laughs> so that's a plus fair um you know things are looking up things are looking up in this here united states well that's great michael and kendrick performed at the halftime show last night yeah outside the stadium you cowards yeah. Well, that's because he was a, he was for sure that a meteor was going to hit. I mean, he's like, wait, Bama, Georgia, and the president all in the stadium. Yeah, nah, fuck y'all. Yeah, nothing but. I'm not going to be in the same Megatron's asshole of that. Nothing guy. but respect for my meteor president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Michael, it's fine. Never, I, I, that was all bad. I didn't like last night. I mean, I liked it because Georgia lost, but I hated it because Alabama won. But. But Alabama always wins, so that's like nothing. That's like that's like the the baseline. Georgia losing in in just terrible fashion. It it's like my lifeblood. Yeah, I get it. I mean, and this is there's like one or two listeners in particular that are really gonna hate this, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I know. I just knew it was inevitable, and it kind of gave me a little bit of strength in life and vitality. Yeah, like I. I I was very surprised. I was very, very surprised by the first half of the game. Uh, I was like, "Okay, this is this is a thing." And then the thing you forget—not to turn into a sports podcast, yeah—but not the thing you forget is that Nick Saban is the devil. Yeah, like he, and so he can't be defeated except by extraordinary circumstances well, like a Deshaun Michael we, we talked about at the end of this show a couple maybe last week or two weeks ago I think it was a shower thought like the devil doesn't have to make deals you know he doesn't and he doesn't by nature of every college football team hiring Nick Saban assistants because they think they're what made Nick Saban great like Nick Saban is the devil all of these men have entered willingly into deals contracts with satan himself with the morning star exactly so you're not going to you can't beat him you can't beat that's him. why he's 12 and 0 versus his assistants it just doesn't happen which yeah oh hey i made a deal with the devil to be the greatest college football coach in the world oh fuck the devil is the greatest college football coach in the world he, i oh a, fine print yeah I, I missed the fine print whoopsie doodles oh mm, well there's that tiny little asterisk that i forgot about worth that soul though i guess i'll be sec champs sec east champs nonstop. <laughs> well how are you doing buddy i'm fine michael how is how is the state of georgia after the Falcons last year, and now and now the the Bulldogs this year. I know the Bulldogs aren't Atlanta. No, like liter- team, but like Georgia Tech barely counts. I mean, honestly, I've met more Tech fans just kind of walking around, just because I work in Midtown. Huh. I'm pretty near to Georgia Tech campus, so mm, that's a good. It's point. a lot of like smug silence today, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Michael, I got I just got something stuck in my crawl, so it's fine. What? what? You got something stuck in your craw? Just like. It's that gosh darn Zach Braff again. <laughs> up to his old tricks. Is that is it is a Scrubs two coming out? No, Michael the Scrubs movie. No, Zachary Tyler Braff has a new show coming out on ABC. I just saw a trailer for it. Oh, twenty minutes before really? this recording, pretending to be a podcaster. He he upends his whole life, puts his family at risk just to chase his dream of. Being a podcast content producer, podcast mogul like you and me. Huh. And he just brings his signature charm to the whole endeavor, but hey. So he's fucking he's fucking biting our style. Yeah, he's really he's really chomping my style in a in a way oh, I don't it really Zach, I don't appreciate it. Or maybe Zach Braff is just what we need to take off. I mean, yeah, that could be. I, everyone's like, you know what? Those two guys Michael and Mike, 
they like Scrubs. They love Scrubs. Clearly. One of my favorite shows. Zach Braff is a podcaster. Therefore, we should give them all of our money. Yeah. Like, also, like, two, like, sort of emo, shitty looking white dudes who are, like, <laughs> vaguely funny and have, hey, love indie music. Can't get enough of oh, it. Yeah. yeah. They're basically the same. Basically, Zach Braff. Yeah. I will say, though, without the talent. Also, without the friendship with Donald Faison, which is. Oh, God. It's so bad. Would you have Curtis, love though? It. Which I feel a little racist saying, but. Hey, it's what we got. But I mean, an eagle's an eagle. <laughs> eagle. I will say, <laughs> Donald Faison was conspicuously horribly absent from this show's trailer in a way that made me assume that this show is going to crash and burn within seven episodes. Maybe they're just coming in for a surprise, a surprise Faison. <laughs> oh, oops! You got a co- a new co-host on your dumb <laughs> podcast on episode two. <laughs> really turned the series around. Oh, shit. So I Donald Faison was in a TV show that was like on TV land. Okay. I don't remember what it was called, but I was like, oh, I like him. And I tried to watch it and it's bad. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Outside of Garden State, nothing that Zach Braff is in has particularly been compelling to me. I think those two Mm. just really struck gold with Scrubs and created, possibly by accident, one of the greatest TV experiences of all time. Do you know who surprisingly had the best career out of anyone to come out of scrubs i mean i want to see john want to see john c mcginley because he was in point break but um no man uh the 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 blonde girl elliot not elliot the other one the other blonde. oh i mean okay from like the eighth season yeah from happy endings I mean, she's on a Hulu show right now, so I wouldn't say she's got like a real banger of a career going, but uh, yeah, no, she's great. But she was on Happy Endings. Which is an excellent show. Go watch it right now. Well, Michael, what else you got for me this week on Trends in Low Places? Um, so we have been having quite the cold temperatures. Yes, I've heard and felt. Not just in, not just in Chicago, not just in Atlanta, but like Florida. Where where a lot of our listeners come from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of our friends. What's where we come from, you fool? I mean, speak for yourself. I've disowned the place because it is a terrible. It is uh, America's ball sack. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, it's a nightmare scape of horrors, Michael. But <laughs> you you've come from it. You stemmed from this nation's wang. It's shot. I was born in Chicago. I was just raised in Florida, and. It forcibly ejected you from the nation's wing. It t- <laughs> so have you heard about how, so apparently iguanas do not like the cold. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Michael, yeah, they're cold-blooded reptiles. Of course, right, they don't love right. the cold. So apparently below 50 degrees, they start to become very sluggish and don't really move very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently below about 40 degrees. They freeze solid. They just... They just fucking start falling out of trees. Mm-hmm. So Florida has been raining. Raining iguanas. iguanas. Yes. You know what you shouldn't do if you come across a frozen iguana? Uh, assume they're dead, pick them up, and put many of them into your truck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, it may surprise you to know I, being a Floridian, also have this tab open. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you know that this man filled his car. He filled his car with frozen iguanas. Yes. And he most likely had the heat on. He did not have the windows open so that they would be at a normal temperature that Florida was at. No, no, he was like, you know, I need to be warm while I'm transporting these delicious frozen iguanas somewhere. And we should note that uh, in certain Central American uh, countries, iguana is a bit of a, a delicacy and a treat. So I mean, this man came, stumbled upon a frozen bounty. He almost walked. Right. He walked through Publix and found free fish sticks. Right. And it's like I mean, you can't okay. say no to those. Look, uh, there are people who go and find like roadkill. Mm-hmm. You know, they find deer by the side of the road. They're like, hey, this is freshly killed. Especially if they've seen it killed or they killed it themselves with their car. Let's pack this shit up. Get some. Get some free venison. I mean, the iguana is already frozen. So it's like, you know it's good. Yeah. Right? Cook that up. Make a little iguana iguana pizza, maybe? Iguana stew, perhaps? Iguana stew? Yeah. Iguana burgers, even. Sure. 
the, the, Michael, the possibilities are endless. Um, the problem is... They're not dead. Is that they're not dead. They're, they're cold-blooded reptiles, and they're not dead. They're just not moving. They're taking a little blood nap, because yeah. their blood's not moving real good. Um, Michael, this story really struck home to me when I found it, because uh, we went on vacation with our, our friends and wives and girlfriends, and I uh, went down to the Virgin Islands, and we were out swimming... Yeah. Saw a sea turtle. We were, we were playing around with that. Fell out in the so out in the middle of the lagoon. And then, My little buddy, yeah, a good friend. And then I turned around and happened to look back at our our little campsite on the beach and <laughs> saw random dinosaurs moving around on our bags. And I was like, "What's that?" So we swam back, got a little closer, realized they were six foot iguanas attacking our oh our bags God. that included like sandwiches and snacks and whatnot. And um. To put it politely, these motherfuckers were not messing around. Uh, they did not give a fuck if we came up on them while they were trying to eat our shit. Yeah. And it taught me two things. One, viscerally, that if I were in Jurassic Park, they would not respect me. I, I would not be able to control four Velociraptors Chris Pratt style because nah. those motherfuckers don't care. I wouldn't even be able to to control like one of those little tiny chicken fuckers. No. The little uh not the not the things that fuck chickens, but they're chicken sized fuckers. Chicken sized fuckers, right. I guess. The second thing it taught me, Michael, was that my literal horrifying nightmare would be to be driving a car packed full of <laughs> previously frozen half dead iguanas and then for them to wake up and be angry with me. <laughs> for waking up in a car and not in their natural habitat, which is a tree or a Florida road. Which is a tree or the pool next to your house, which they fell out of the tree next to. Mm-hmm. Um, they you, me- you left out a very important part of the story about the iguanas eating our shit, though. Oh, please. Where a very brave soul mm-hmm. who did not care for the iguanas trying to eat his shit he actually took them on. Oh, our neighbor did grab one by its tail. I mean, he grabbed it by its tail, and that thing freaked out. And the gentleman did have a tail in his hand at the end of this experience, if I remember <laughs> correctly, because iguanas, unbeknownst to me at the time, have an uncanny ability to detach their tails in times of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, one of those, the little, the little, uh, what do they call them? The brown, um... Annuls that you see all over Florida. That's the thing you just made up that I have no knowledge of. But you, what? you don't know the little the little uh, lizards that are all over Florida. The little brown. Sometimes they're green. They're called brown annuls. Oh, sorry. There's so many horrifying things in Florida. I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of all of them. I missed. If it. you grab them by their tail, they will. The tail will break off. Okay. Well, actually, here, I, I Michael, I've. Hey, sorry, foolish me. I'm a I'm a dumbass. I realize the problem. If I run into anything, any animal that has no fur on it, I am not touching it. I am, in fact, running the fuck away from it. Frogs, so snakes, you never lizards, made, no you never made lizard earrings is what you're saying. No. What? You could you could pick them up. by If you pick them up by their body instead of their tail, then the, their bodies can't break off, um, clearly. But if you held them by their body and you kind of, like, touched their mouth, their mouths would open and... You could put their mouths on your earlobe, and then they would snap down on your earlobe, and it wouldn't hurt because it's cartilage. It's fine. Uh, and then you could wear the little lizard as an earring. Every inch of my body is, like, tingling in horror right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because it's... You talked about... It's because I'm envi- envisioning a frog doing that to me, which I know mm. it was... It, it's... <laughs> Everything's bad about what you just said, but again, I avoided I avoid contact with scaly things at all at all costs. So this specifically happened because they're cold blooded, right? Exactly. But it did remind me of a story that happened to Rachel. Okay, she had a snake in college, how, and I wait. know what you're saying. How how did you land someone as awesome as Rachel who would have a snake? As a pet. Yeah. Because that's perfectly normal. Yeah. Pet to have. Um, she had a pet snake. In order to feed snakes, you feed them mice. 
Which, okay, first of all, seems like the least Rachel thing I know. Your wife is almost a militant vegetarian. I know. Or was at the time I knew her in college. Yes. So what she would do is because she didn't want to feed the live mice to it. Weird. She would, somebody told her that the most humane way to kill the mice when she would get them from the pet store to feed it to Ka was to put it in the freezer because they wouldn't feel it. They would just go to sleep and then die because of the cold. Kind of like, kind of like you know, uh, if you were to die on Mount Everest. Kind of like the reverse of how they tell you to boil frogs. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Okay. So she put the, the she put the live mi- mouse in a freezer. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. That's way different because one, frogs are cold blooded, and two, you're <laughs> gradually increasing the temperature. For a mouse, <laughs> if you put a mouse in a bag in the freezer, it knows immediately what's going on. It's that's like putting me in a freezer. <laughs> I know it's very cold and what I'm not used to. And yeah, then I have you, to. What would you prefer? Would you prefer to have your brain smashed in, or would you prefer to just be very cold until you went to sleep and then you died? If I was in a bag. I would rather my brain be smashed in because that takes that takes a fraction of a second. If I'm in a bag and someone puts me in a cold place and I have to feel it getting increasingly colder until I'm like, well, this sucks. Okay, now this is a problem. Okay, now I really don't like this at all. Oh, by the way, I guess I'm going to sleep now. That sucks. But you have to. But here's the thing: is that. You're Michael, no, 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 that the no, person- literally, Michael, literally the only thing worse than being put in a bag, which I'm already in, I guess, because I came from the pet <laughs> store, and then put in the freezer to fall asleep and die, the only thing worse than that would be to be put put in a bag, then put in the freezer to die, and in the instant before I fall asleep, someone opens the bag and then punches <laughs> me in the head as hard as they can. Here's the thing, though. You're assuming that the person who would be smashing your head in would be uh, able to smash your head in well enough that you would die immediately and not be afraid to smash your head in because they're basically a militant vegan or vegetarian. So this is kind of like the you want Ned Stark to behead you in Game of Thrones and not. uh, Okay, got it. Okay. So anyways, so she puts the mouse in the freezer. Oh, by the way, she takes it out of the freezer. Content warning on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoopsie doodles. (laughs) <laughs> she takes the mouse out of the freezer it is not moving it is presumed dead oh god oh no oh christ <laughs> but 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 snakes do not eat frozen mice they have to be warmed to a body temperature this is a real rubik's them. cube of like <laughs> issues on it it's like it's like the goat in, t- in jurassic park like t-rex wants to hunt <laughs> so, so she she has to heat up the mouse oh, in order to Christ. get it to its body temperature. When she heats up the mouse, oops, and the mouse wasn't dead. He was just very much asleep. He was in a cryogenic stasis. Now he's alive. <laughs> I actually need to like immediately amend my statement because what I previously said was the only thing worse than being bashed in the head in a bag would be to be halfway frozen, then bashed in the head with a bag. I need to amend it to be put in a bag, halfway frozen, woken up from a deep cryo sleep, put into like a really bad heat chamber, and then smashed in the head. <laughs> this is why I think that cryogenics are totally feasible. I'm, I mean, yeah, no, Michael, let's be honest. The science is sound. Everyone knows that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> if, the science is sound if your only goal is to be brutally frozen then reawoken in a microwave and then bashed in the head to be fed to a carnivorous snake (laughs) well i can only assume that all the people who are being cryogenically frozen right now Mm -hmm. will eventually be woken up to a hellscape where giant reptiles again rule the earth and they will be food i mean michael i mean let's be honest as we've talked about previously on this show giant reptiles do currently in fact rule the earth in a shadowy cabal of alien reptiles. Mm, that's a good point. So let's and let's not pretend that they're not eating human <sighs> beings. And if you think, Michael, if you think for a second they have not already eaten Ted Williams' head, you are fooling yourself, sir. Walt Disney, he's eaten. That's a good point. Maybe all of this cryogenic stuff is just to feed the reptilian overlords. In and again, in the most grisly way, because oh yeah, you're getting frozen. 
for like a second. And then you're getting rewoken up in a microwave <laughs> to their eating temperature. And you're going to know what happens to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be alive for mm-hmm. that, that last scrumptious bite. And that's just an uncomfortable fact that you have to face, <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> or already faced. Either way. Yeah. You know what, though? It couldn't have happened to a better person than Walt Disney. Can I just say that? Yeah. Childhood, Fuck Walt Disney. Childhood dream maker. Massive racist. Dead in the... Fuck Walt Disney. I hope he was eaten by a fucking yeah. reptile. Childhood dream maker. I hope he massive felt every minute of Consumed it. In, the, in the tum-tum of an alien reptile. I hope so. And I hope it was Beyonce. <laughs> well you got me pretty good on that one well michael uh do you have any other stories for you or should i just take the wheel and drive us into the nowhere i mean i have i have one okay give it to me i need i need it so i have one in honor in honor of ces sure the consumer electronics show which is going on right now and our favorite our favorite event of the year yeah there hasn't been anything too crazy that I found about about CES yet, but Not yet. I'm assuming that next week we will talk about that. But in honor of that, I have an ARS Technica article um, of a very interesting. You can say ours. Electronic. Ours Technica. Ours. Yeah, it's Latin. Is it? Well, ours is Technica is not, oh. but ours is. <laughs> Maybe it is. You don't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> so. The title of this article is, With Ingestible Pill, You Can Track Fart Development in Real Time on Your Phone. Thank God. You know what? That's the thing that I've been kind of really missing in my fart experiences. Like, like I know when it's about to happen. And I know mm-hmm. that if I eat a meal at a certain time and then I get in a car with my siblings, I can lock the windows and trap them in the car with my farts. Obviously. But I don't know about any other... Venues. I I'd, I would love to be able to really understand the topogra- topographical like sinews of my body to really just be able to well, track my farts in real time. You're in luck. There's a capsule that you can swallow that will track everything happening with your gut. It will track how long the capsule is in your stomach, mm-hmm. how long it's in your small intestine, how long it's cruising through your colon, mm-hmm. and it will track things like your O2 levels. Your H2 levels, CO2 levels. It'll track all the things all, that create gas. All the good levels. All those levels all you want. All the good levels. So they basically created this and they, you know, they got some human human guinea pigs. Sure. To try this out. Um, <laughs> so they had tested it in pigs previously, but it's it's kind of hard to, to get some feedback from pigs. Yeah, they don't you know, know what's they're up. They're not very talkative. They're just farting like normal. So, no big deal. So they put the capsule in uh, in some in some healthy people, and they they basically monitored where it was, and you know they monitor where it was with ultrasound. Hey, let's and hey, comp- let's go ahead and say, real quick, healthy people. I want to know what that means because Michael, you and I are both on this keto diet. I don't know how it affects you, but like I when I'm on that diet, I don't fart. It's weird. Farts are gone, which, hey, yeah. I, I both appreciate and kind of really dislike because I had some pride in my toots. That's all I'm going to say. That, I mean, look, look, a good fart is so satisfying, gratifying, yeah. all the fines. It's like a good burp. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume they mean healthy people, just people who don't have like colon cancer. Sure. All right. I'll take it. That would that would, you know, maybe jack up some of this stuff going on. Okay. Um, so basically they were like checking with, with ultrasounds and just to kind of get an idea for what would happen as it passed through your system. Well, for the, for the next human trial, they had one person do this twice, eat the pill twice. The first time he ate a very high fiber diet, 50 grams of fiber per day. Oofy doofy. Yeah. (laughs) For two days prior to swallowing the pill. Two weeks later, he gulped another pill after eating a low fiber diet of less than 15 grams per day for two days. Yeah. In the high fiber test, the man passed the pill in about 23 hours. Okay. So, I mean, that basically shows that, at least for this guy, if he eats high fiber diet, he's passing things through in less than a day. Sure. But he was not happy about it. 
He wanted speedier results or he wanted... The super dose of fiber caused abdominal pain. Oh, sure. And it's four hours in the colon. The pill recorded elevated levels of O2. Uh, and an analysis of fecal bacteria showed a shift towards species associated with poor gut health. So fiber's bad is what I'm learning. Apparently, a high fiber diet is not the best. Uh, what, what I was kind of hoping you would say would be like the thing recorded the voice of the devil. Like recorded <laughs> just like really being like... <laughs> Recording the evil that was occurring in this man's tummy. <laughs> I wish it had I wish it had microphones in it, but it doesn't. It just has normal equipment. In well, it. it's interesting. So I brought up the devil and I didn't mean to, but um it, it, so this the level of like biomechanical like innovation here, like this has been coming for a while, like microchips being implanted in people. And I just so I grew up thinking that like this level of like the only thing that this level of like bio like sort of innovation would lead to like was the mark of the beast the devil that you would be really yeah i don't know if you ever read the left behind series by like tim lahoy and whoever the fuck but Good lord luckily that came out after i had gotten out of the religious hell that was youth group not this guy i read the first nine of those 12 or whatever un- oh, unending Christ. books. Did you watch the movie? The one with like, Which one? The Nick one with Cage? Nick Cage or the one with uh, what's his dick? Su- Sad Subway Boy. <laughs> Jared Fogle? No. Uh, <laughs> growing Pains. Maybe. You know. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, yeah. yeah. Was he in Growing Pains or was the other one? Yeah, it was Growing Pains, not Step by pain. Step. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, no. So... I just grew up with that. There's like any technology that's implanted in your body is the mark of the beast and it will be used to identify you. But you also get to pay for like your groceries and stuff, which is pretty cool. But like in reality, it's just to track your farts. <laughs> which is noble in its own way, I think. And like maybe that's how they hook you because like I would I would do this on a goof to like see what my farts were like inside my body, not just outside of my body because I do love my own brand. Everyone does. Um so maybe but if you could know when it was going to when it was coming, you're like, oh, I'm about 15 minutes away from a really good one. Yeah, that that would be super cool. Like if I could recognize like if I could get some pattern recognition going, I'm like, well, I ate some chicken sausage and now four hours from now, it's going to be <laughs> fucking on. Yeah. super. And it would be in an app. You Somebody could write an app where it was like machine learning to learn. You would say, okay, these are these are the levels, and then you would you would mark it down. You'd say, okay, no, I just had a a decent one. I had a great one. This one was a little wet. Proud of that one. Really proud yeah, of that, oh, one. that one. That one was the bet, and they would it would eventually learn what your levels meant. Thunderous audio, no smell. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Um, and I will say, now that we're talking about it, and going back to a previous conversation about the devil making deals, maybe this is just the dumbest, easiest deal the devil has ever made. <laughs> About your farts. Yeah, just like, do you want to know what farts are before they're farts? <laughs> Guess who can help you know everything? <laughs> Gonna need that soul real quick. Soul, don't care. Want to know what's going on up in that tummy. The One of the most kind of terrifying things, at least to me, maybe not to you, was that on the low fiber diet, it took more than three days to work its way out. And the only reason it ended up coming out was because they gave him a high fiber diet dosage to get it to come out apparently it it only spent 13 hours in the stomach five and a half in the small intestines but it spent 54 hours in the colon i think we talked about it previously on this show but like maybe the autopsy report for john wayne he died he had like like 20 20 pounds of undigested red meat in his colon (laughs) (laughs) eat eat your fiber kids like that's a man who grew up in the 50s and 60s never ate a single gd vegetable in his in his days mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't go to the army so he didn't get those good rations he just played one on tv and just ate red meat non-stop and then died with all sorts of red meat in his colon <laughs> every here's the thing everything in moderation yeah fiber in moderation red meat in moderation alcohol in moderation no, 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 not that no, one no, 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 no. binge the hell out of that one well michael since since you've brought it up and so we've been talking about it um i'm not gonna say you know what hey it's time for sponsored content sponsored content so this week's 
big time sponsor is actually someone we've talked about before. Oh, yeah. a, re- a return sponsor. Return spot. Well, not a return sponsor. More of a return dunk target. Someone we've been dunking <laughs> on before. Um, <laughs> Michael, you're familiar with Miss Gwyneth Paltrow of Stage and Screen. Oh, yes. Are you familiar with her? All of her good products from from Goop. The from Goop. Okay, that is the worst, the absolute worst name for anything ever. It's a bad name, and honestly, I've never actually looked into like why she named it Goop, but it's bad. I don't know if it's like Gwyneth's organic outro products or something, but or outro is why? the wrong word. But why is it Goop? Why Goop? Poor K Goop. It's a nickname. My name, like my name is GP, so that it is really where it came from. And I want it to be a word that means nothing and could mean anything. Okay, it doesn't except, mean nothing. Except Goop means some things. And Goop means a lot of things. And like, they're all bad. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry I got all this goop all over you. Whoopsie daisies. Um, well, Michael, what was your favorite goop product? Probably the jade eggs that women were supposed to keep in their vaginas yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good one, Michael. What's what's your what's right around the corner from from the old vagina? The it's the butt behold. Yeah. Um. Well, you'll be happy to know that the good people at Goop, probably stemming directly from Gwen the Paltrow, now have a product that men and women can enjoy. It's not just for vaginas anymore, Michael. Okay, every, so jade eggs, right, in your beehole. Sorry. Every person on the planet can enjoy, not jade eggs, my friend, every butthole that you can imagine can plug a coffee enema up there and really wipe them out of all the badness. You know, I've heard of coffee enemas before, but always as a as part of a joke. Yeah. What is supposed to be the, the benefit of a coffee enema? Well, so I'll be honest with you, and I've heard this in another podcast, so I don't want to, I don't want to... I don't want to claim too much factual knowledge here, but the notion of coffee enemas dates back, or sorry, the notion of enemas in general. It's gone back to like the ancient Egyptians. They were they were clearing themselves out nonstop. But coffee enemas came around in like 1917 or so as a way to really that I mean that that early. Yeah, well, coffee didn't really become mainstream until pretty late in the game probably like 1840s so or so maybe even later so it took a little while for people to think hey maybe i should put (laughs) that up my asshole (laughs) do you think that every liquid that we have ever produced somebody has been like i wonder what happens if i put this up my butthole what about what about butts though i mean yeah the answer is 100 unequivocally yes like somebody has been like Okay, I know that I drink six Monster Energy drinks a day, and it's great. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what would happen if I put it up my butthole, mm-hmm. my bummel, and I just cleaned it right out and replaced everything that was in there with Monster Energy. And that drinks. way, like none of the hassle of drinking. Ugh, who's exactly. got, who's got the time? You know, no one. Well, Michael, if you have the time, you can insert a small hose into your rectum and then raise a bag connected to a tube to that hose over your over your knees and whatever's in that bag. In this case, coffee will be forcibly inserted into your rectum. No, I don't want the bag. I need I need more force than that. Michael, you need more than the good Lord's gravity that yeah, he yeah. set no, in I'm motion. Gonna a, I'm gonna, do they have a booster pump that I can add to this? I mean, they might. But so for... So I'll be honest with you. I need a good, I need a good like 45 to 50 PSI. So I will say Gwyneth is not onto anything new here uh, because coffee enemas were prescribed by literal medical doctors until the 1970s. Until the 1970s. Uh Uh-huh. And we had already been to space. Yeah, space. So Gwyneth is revisiting an old concept, but, um... Michael, would you like me to read off a couple of uh, side effects of coffee enemas? <laughs> Please do. I'm going to start with the obvious one. If the coffee's too hot, internal burning, or, oh, and here's a very bad phrase, rectal perforation. Mm. Um, but If the coffee's too hot, the coffee should not be hot at all. Right, but like, that's if you're an idiot. 
And actually, if you're too much of an idiot to not only put coffee up your butt, but to put hot coffee up your butt, that's important. Um, but other regular side effects include infections, sepsis, severe electrolyte imbalance, colitis, proctocolitis, salmonella, and brain abscess. Yeah, because your your colon is a very well-regulated machine. Mm-hmm. It does all the bacteria well, and the balancing and whatever. Not you, mine. You don't need... Most, it's just a very slow moving machine. It's like your colon is as if the machine had been exposed to 40 degree temperatures and it was also cold blood. And we're just waiting for someone to bash it over the head with a pan. Yep. (laughs) Checks out. But you should not be introducing especially foreign liquids to there. Um, no, not at all. But, um, yet here we are. Miss uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has, uh, has begun selling coffee enemas through, through. Is she not going to be happy until everyone's orifices are just infected? Just dead. Um, which, would, would you care to guess, um, <clears throat> Michael, uh, how much a coffee enema kit sells for via, via Goop? All right. Well, a pound of coffee costs anywhere between 10 and $20. A Starbucks venti coffee, you know, maybe cost uh, let's say three bucks. And let's say let's uh, remind so yourself, cost- Michael. Let's remind yourself that the the Goop Jade Egg mm. did cost mm-hmm. sixty six dollars, uh, and that did so- include a knife cloth, a nice, very nice, tasteful cloth bag to hold your your yoni egg. Here's the thing: I don't know how much coffee is required to fill your butthole. It's a great point. Great. If point. it's like a gallon. Then I'm going to say it's probably got to cost like $150. You are super close, my friend. $135. Bucks. Ooh. That's a deal. That's a bargain. I mean, yeah. I mean, all things considered, I'll buy that to test it. Just see what's going on. What kind of coffee is it, though? Is it is it free trade coffee? Is it Arabica? Is it... One would have to assume that there's some... Robusto, that shit? And, and Michael, and it's... it. I need to tell you, it's critical for you to understand. This is not including the coffee. This is just... Oh. This is just the hose. Oh, my God. So I have to come up with the... I have to come up with my own coffee? Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. What kind of coffee would you use? To me, it's a nice dark roast. Dark roast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not too, not too overburnt, but I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want a blonde roast up in there. You know, I just bought recently some bourbon barrel aged coffee beans. I'll be honest with you. I made some cold brew, some bourbon barrel shit. Hated it. It was very bad. Really? The bourbon. Well, hey, can I say this? Much like for me, bacon flavor and things that's not bacon, like hot, delicious bacon. Bourbon flavor in things that's not bourbon is very bad. It's almost like banana flavor. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm picking up a pattern. I've just actually recognized it. Um, <laughs> artificial flavors and things that are not the thing that you're eating are very bad. No, I agree about artificial flavors, but like bourbon, like I had so some, I had, I had some, some bourbon cast roasted coffee, and it tasted like shit. It was too. It was just well, too much bourbon flavor. Because like, I should be getting drunk. I'm not. It's seven a.m. I've made a huge mistake. This makes me feel bad about my purchase. I haven't received it yet. I just ordered it from Woot yesterday. Oh, I mean, it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be so good. You're gonna love it. <laughs> you know, you're gonna taste it. It's gonna be good. Everything's gonna be great. I think the only the only flavor that is always good if you add it to something is chocolate. Yeah, that's the one safe one. Chocolate, one. actually, vanilla is pretty good. And like, oh, that's a good point. Cara- Except for vanilla Coke, I cannot drink vanilla Coke because before vanilla Coke came out, we used to make Coke and vanilla vodka, which was delicious. But now, whenever I drink vanilla Coke and regular, I vodka. get sick to my stomach because I definitely threw up multiple times drinking Coke and vanilla vodka. Uh, I mean, that is very similar to how I wasn't able to drink Dr. Pepper for four years because in one <laughs> night I did 12 flaming Dr. Pepper shots um, mm. and then threw it violently all over our friend Odette's lawn. So mm. I feel you, my dude. I get it. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, sorry to, to yuck your yums for your, your not yet received uh, bourbon coffee, but I think that's going to do us for sponsored content this week. Sponsored content. I like that the song changes every time. <laughs> Michael, what do you got for me? 
Uh, all right. I have a title of an article. That's all I want. That's all I need. Give me, give me strength. Feed me like grapes, Michael. It was like a volcano. Oh God! Granddad's testicle exploded after contracting African salmonella on Dream Holiday to Tunisia. God, literally every phrase you stacked upon (laughs) the previous phrase was worse and worse. There's really nothing I have to say about this other than apparently there is a disease you can get which makes your testicles explode. Not only do they explode, but you feel good after they explode. Your testicles hurt so bad while they're while they're swelling up that when your testicle explodes like a volcano, you're like, oh, thank God that happened. Okay, so when we talk about explode, and this is very important, and I have another mm-hmm, story mm-hmm, after this mm-hmm. one is funny. Um, are we talking about like when you pop it like a zit? Yes. And it's like one point of it explodes and like eventually it all just kind of simmers down to like a f- it goes back to normal or is it like a literal an actual explosion where nothing is left intact inside your balls? Sack. Um the look on this man's face would tell me that he has no testicle anymore. Like it just obliterated. Huh. Cuz I mean the doctor and this is so when it said when I say it exploded like a volcano that's in quotes. This is from the doctor well, himself. Well, Michael, to be fair, volcanoes explode from a single point. Well, that's true. I mean, David, violent, violently, massive pieces of the volcano do disappear <laughs> in the explosion. That's very important. Well, so it's a single point, but if it's like... Okay, for example, I was in Santorini this past summer. Brag Santorini about it. only exists because a volcano exploded, and the ring of the island around there is what's left after the volcano exploded because the rest of the volcano uh, exploded and then sunk into so the ocean. So, what you're saying is that while this man's balls have exploded, something beautiful and delightful <laughs> has been left behind, and people will visit it for years and years to come? <laughs> David from Bolton said, It literally went bang. When the doctor saw Wait, it later, he, he said... The, he heard bang? Like the He s- heard bang. It, it exploded like a fucking M80 in his pants. Okay, so definitely not like a pimple or a zit, because <laughs> as much as I've had some pretty bad, bad ones in the past, <laughs> never heard an audible pew, pew, pew sound. When the doctor saw it later, she said that it was like a volcano exploding, but it was such a relief because the pain had been so bad. Imagine pain... Kush, imagine pain so bad that your testicle exploding is better than that. I mean, okay, again, like, I've had, I've had, like, random, I had an abscess on my leg one time that, like, when it popped, it was the gl- most glorious feeling ever. But, like, again, though, you just said the doctor saw it. Mm-hmm. Was she all up in this guy's sack looking at this thing? Also, yeah, by the I way, mean, this, the, na- the name of this episode is just Body Horror. <laughs> this is a bad episode. We've investigated every angle of the horrible human body. <laughs> I mean, he went to the doctor. He went to the emergency room after it exploded. And he was like, hey, my testicle exploded. And they so were like, yeah, look at the, that. He went to the ER after the problem resolved itself. And they were like, yeah, I guess one ball's gone now. Congrats yeah, about I mean, losing a Death private, Star. His testicle had, had swelled to ten times the, his normal size, and he was just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sleep on this bad boy. See I mean, what happens. Okay, so one typical man, because um, when I had a system, I like that's literally exactly what I did. Um, I will- it also I do say it it burst when he was in the bath. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, so you get to sit in a stew of your own. <laughs> Goobers? No, thank you. <laughs> so he was like, you know what? My testicle is ten times its normal size. I'm not gonna go to the doctor. I'm gonna I'm gonna have myself a bath. Sure. I mean, what actually, all things considered, that is probably what made the thing burst, because a warm mm-hmm. bath solves a lot of ills. Um, Michael, in high school I knew a kid named Kevin, um, and he had uh I think it was like hydrocephalitis in one of his balls. Um, so it inflated to about 10 to 15 times the normal size of a ball and he named it Newman and occasionally he would pull it out of his zipper and chase people around the locker room with it. Mm, 
I believe they call that sexual, sexual harassment, assault, and harassment. Yeah, but we all knew Newman, and <laughs> he was a pretty good guy. And uh, we actually liked him much better than the the guy actually. Yeah, and so. then and then like he did get surgery to like have it fixed, and like Newman was gone after like four years, and it's kind of a bummer. Wait, wait, no, he had this for four years. It was a while. Yeah, I think it was. Wait, so he was just living with a testicle that was ten to fifteen size a normal Texas testicle, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is totes cool." It's a big one. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, when you're in high school and you just have a big nut, like, no, 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 oh, Michael. No. Oh, sorry, I, Michael. No. Please, please no. remember and consider. No. no. Please remember no. and consider my high school. We didn't get a lot of entertainment. <laughs> So in your in your Christian high school, it was totally okay for a dude with a fucking grapefruit sized testicle to mm-hmm. chase people around with it, yeah. and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna keep this in my pants." Like how a- did he sit? How did he? How did he sleep? How did he wear any clothes whatsoever? He he named it. <laughs> it was Newman. It had a personality. It was a whole thing. I and it was also more of like an orange side, like a navel orange, not a grapefruit. Please, Michael. <laughs> Listen, Newman was our friend, okay? Oh, Christ almighty. Every 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 piece of information I learn about your childhood <laughs> is more and more absurd. There's a lot of wrinkles, my dude. <laughs> you you're like an onion where when you peel it all back, it is a fucking testicle the size <laughs> of a fucking orange. <laughs> Just aching. So ready to explode, but no, won't happen because no. I have to chase a kid around the high, the high school locker room with it. <laughs> it is amazing. I keep coming up with stories that I think are so absurd that there is no way that Michael Cushing has a story that goes along <laughs> with this one. Yet somehow <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> I, I, I've led a charmed life, my friend. <laughs> Well, Michael, I think uh, to close us out, I think there's one big internet story that if we didn't make fun of, I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice and our our fans a disservice. Um, Mm. You might have heard, Michael, you pump your own gas. I do. I I assume because you're a grown human being. Um, Mm. You've probably heard about this, but um, last week, Oregon voted to change the laws in their state. To allow people to pump their own gas. A long overdue because I I have not driven through Oregon, but I drove through New Jersey once and had to stop and get gas. And it was the most fucking ridiculous thing. I had to wait. We had to wait like 10 minutes for a pimply face 16 year old asshole to come and pump your gas for you. And then you have to tip him. You have to tip them. Um, Well, while the rest of the country breathed a sigh of, yeah, I get it. um, Oregon... Didn't really handle the news very well. No, they didn't. They uh, they were pretty upset about it. They do not understand. And I get it. I get it. For someone who's lived in Oregon your whole life and you've never pumped gas, you might think it's like a magical thing. And it's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand, like, the nervousness of doing something that, like, you've never done before. Like, I've been in that situation a couple of times. Like, it feels weird. You're nervous about it. But, like... The argue so there's a Facebook thread that went around the internet, which we don't talk too much about this because it's it's just the silliest thing. But like the th- comments on this thread about from people <laughs> who have never had to pump gas in their in their lives, but like there's like I don't want to do this. I don't know how I. Many people are not capable of pumping gas mm. correctly, and we need a licensed professional to do this. So it's like you do know that that licensed professional is a 16 year old asshole who's like probably drunk and doesn't want anything to do with you like this is literally the easiest task in the world but i i get it for for people who grew up this way and they've lived their entire life this way you may as well be telling them like they have to change their own oil now right and again though all things is gonna change your oil it's not that fucking hard if you have like no it's it's really easy but like i can think of 
so many people that have always like, hey, you got to change your own oil now. Like their car would literally run until it ran out of oil and then it would die and they'd leave it on the side of the road. So here's a quote from the Facebook post with which has nearly 15,000 reactions when this <laughs> screenshot was taken. <laughs> I've lived in this state all my life and I, all caps, refuse to pump my own gas. I had to do it once in California while visiting, while visiting my brother, and I almost died doing it. <laughs> this is a service only qualified people should perform. <laughs> I will literally park at the pump and wait until someone could pump my, gla- my gas. I can't even. Did they specify how they almost died? He didn't. And the best part is there's a comment on the thread that says, apparently the, someone looked into who this person was and said, well, here's the kicker. This man is a fueler in the army. <laughs> but that's different. You're fueling like jets and stuff. I mean, that's that's totally okay. Yeah. And who knows how cars work? Who who knows? Who knows how cars work? Who knows? And like, I mean, the thing is, like, when I was a kid, probably when I turned like ten or eleven, like, I wanted to be like, it was like a weird point of pride for me to like get out of the car and be able to pump gas right. for the cars. Like, I felt like I was contributing to the family. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been mm-hmm. doing this since I was eleven, which I, I I know that Florida is a lawless wasteland uh, and with no rules, just right. But I've been doing it for a very long time, and I'm I'm fine. My so we used to always want to do it, and my parents would tell me that you had to be a certain age to be able to pump gas. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's not true. Nope. But I've never looked into it, and we didn't have the internet back then, so I couldn't look it up and tell them they were wrong. Right. Um. The f- the funniest slash like most awful thing about this is like there are a number of comments about. So I understand the point about like certain people needing help pumping their gas, like people with disabilities, seniors, kids, whatever. That's fine. But there's one comment. So someone mentions disabled people, seniors, people with young children in their car. They need help. Quote, not to mention getting out of your car with transients around and not feeling safe. (laughs) This is a very bad idea. Grr. But it's totally okay for the gas station attendant to just be standing outside the entire time when transients might be just waiting to stab him. Yeah, so I saw like three or four comments about like bad elements being around. Also, uh, the threat of lung cancer for being uh, exposed to gasoline fumes. Like, Yeah, it's fine for a minimum wage gasoline pumper. Who has to do it? Eight hours a day for his entire life. But I couldn't possibly. (laughs) I couldn't possibly. You know what? You know what's kind of funny? So I came across this this story that it's kind of tongue in cheek, but it's kind of funny. So there's a there's a company that does uh, VR training Mm -hmm. and they have a post on their website that is specifically for Oregon uh, people who don't know how to pump their gas. (laughs) It says, Dear Oregon. We understand you don't know how to pump your own gas and are terrified of the struggles this new challenge might bring. We received words of your fears, spills, smells, and potentially sudden death. And we want you we want you to know we get it. Learning something new can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. We have a gift for you, a groundbreaking, life-saving solution to your self-serve gas crisis. Virtual reality gas pump training. <laughs> At our virtual gas pump, you will face many dangers, so you can practice safely avoiding them. Randomized scenarios will add replayability and prepare you for the most common dangers of gas pumping, including avoiding spillage and what to do when it inevitably incurs. Visit the virtual dry cleaner. (laughs) Using the pump to ward off attackers who may accost you while you pump your own gas. Supervising children inside the car and pumping your own gas at the same time. It just reminds me of that, like, old joke, like, uh... A blonde was listening to like her like her Walkman walking down the street and someone bumped her headphones off. Two minutes later, she died. Uh, like what happened? It's like, well, we listened to listened to the tape she was playing on her headphones and it just said, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe. <laughs> it's like this is not hard shit. Like the thing goes in the thing and you pump the gas. It's fine. It's actually like completely dummy proofed at this point. Yeah. Like, it shuts off automatically when the gas gets too high 
it actually shuts off way too quick for my taste. And they always tell you not to top off. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to top off because I don't want to stop for gas any sooner than I have to. You actually shouldn't do that, Michael. It's pretty dangerous for your car. It's not my car. I, whenever I have to fill up gas, it's mostly a rental car. Oh, yeah. Fuck that thing. Burn it to yeah, the ground. Fuck that. You're lucky I didn't drive it through the gas station and <laughs> tell them to fill up my goddamn gas. <laughs> well, Michael, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Since we've got trends in little places. Do you have any, uh, anything, any final stories for me? I have a final FML that is just too terrible to not share. And Hey, can I say this before you fucking open your mouth to talk at me one more time? Mm-hmm. Yep. You better not. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Go for oh, it. Oh, no. Today, while cleaning out my daughter's closet, I found my missing dildo. Uh-oh. It's a mold of my husband's penis. Oh. FML. God. No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's actually worse than I thought it was going to be. Oh, everything about it is bad and I hate it. Like, do you say anything or do you just like take it back and hope she just is fine with the fact that it's gone? I mean, literally you can't say anything. Are you kidding me? You You can't. (laughs) You can't say a fucking word. Hey, hey, congrats, Sarah. You were having sex with your dad's dick. No, oh God, I hate that you even (laughs) said that. And, like honestly, that's more upsetting than the the horrible, no good Twitter post you sent me earlier this week, which I, which shall not I be uttered. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's a hundred percent. No, Michael, you can't say anything. What are you kidding me? I mean, you can be like one. I think the only conversation possible is like, "Hey, I'd like to take. You- hey, this was mine." It's we. It's actually very weird that you took it because it is mine, mm. and it's been. Hey. It's bad enough it's been in your mom. Oh, God. It's bad enough. I'm going to take you to the store, and we're going to go. You can pick one out. God, bye. Here's here's the question, though. Actually, you're ejected from my life. Everyone go away. (laughs) Here's the question. Her husband clearly knows that she has this. Do you think, because it's a mold of his penis, I assume she didn't do it while he was Michael, sleeping. Michael, that's the kind of birthday gift you give and forget about. Right. That he doesn't know. But does he know it was missing? And is he going to be confused as to when it shows back up? And it's like, hey, oh, you found it. Where was it? No, Michael, that's the sort of thing that goes in the underwear drawer <laughs> and he, he never has to know about. It. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a her thing. She he he probably gave it to her and never saw it again. I don't believe that one bit. I mean, why would you bring it back out in in like a, t- a team play sort of environment? <laughs> it's like, hey, I know you have that, but the real deal's here and he'll get tired maybe eventually. She's always, but maybe she's always wanted to have a threesome, but <laughs> she just it. wants to do it with you cloned. <laughs> I would love a threesome. Don't actually want the third party involved whatsoever. No, and I want I just the want same experience I've your... been getting the entire time. Um, it's a very nice... It's a perfectly adequate dick, and I would just like that again. I I like it. it, The dick I like so much, I like it twice. Um, (laughs) The dick's so nice, you need it twice. Um, Yeah. No, he has no idea that this has ever gone missing or that the wife... Frankly, that the wife has not been using it for the last year, God knows how long. Because you know what? She didn't fucking use it. Is she going to take it back and use it again? No, she's going to throw it in the goddamn dumpster. Are you kidding me? She's going to set it on fire. She didn't use it for the year and like who for God knows how long before that because she had things with motors in it. <laughs> like things that actually worked. Somebody somebody commented on it. Burn it, cast it into the fires of Mordor, open up a portal into an unknown, unknowable dimension and just get rid of it. Yeah, no, you're fucking going to Doctor Strange that shit. <laughs> you're going to turn back time so it never existed. Somebody else commented. Oh, God, I don't so, want it. So you both got the shaft. Okay, that's the worst comment. I hate <laughs> you for saying it to me in my face and making our listeners hear it. This is a wholesome family show. <laughs> no, but the thing is, the, the mom was only surprised by this because she had no fucking idea where it was. She hadn't used that dirty old dick in years 
I just, it's like, why would you, why would you want to use a, a mold of the dick you can just have whenever you want? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's like, maybe he travels for business a lot and just, he's mm. gone. It's a comfortable dick. Good dick. Who knows? And just like, this is the dick I like. I don't want to. It's, it's perfectly crafted for me. Yeah. I don't want to expand my horizons at all. Whatever. That's fine. But I wouldn't leave it lying around. Mm. Mm. But see, we keep talking about this from the mother and father side. Of course we do. What? Why would? Why would you go into your mother's room and be like, "Oh, this looks like a good idea." Michael, I'm sure she did her due diligence and, like, you know, very much like fitting a uh, a sports like retainer to your teeth. She put it in boiling (laughs) water for an hour, and then, you know, she did she did all the things she needed to. But good. God, oh my, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, when you're a teenager, Mike, we've talked about this before, I had to deal with dial-up internet at my family's house, you deal with the cards you're dealt, that's just science. And sometimes you're, they're your dad's penis. Sometimes, unknowingly, you fucking have to deal with, <laughs> oh, hoofy doofy, yeah, no, sometimes it's just your dad's horrible dick. Sometimes it's your dad's horrible dick, one inch into your butthole. Again, you brought it up, and I honestly think this is worse than that one, Michael. And at this point, you've said enough that I'm not going to bring it up. But this poor child, I hope she never finds out. Because that is that's that ruins you mm-hmm. for life. No, no, for sure. So what's worse, though? Oh, like, God. using it and it being, like, terrible? Or using it and being like, yeah, this was great. Why are we talking about this? I don't want to. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut all of this. Uh, obviously, none of it is bad unless you fu- unless your mom tells you. Like, hey, hey, I don't want to yuck any yums. Like, kids, get, get after that fucking dildo. Do your thing. But, but don't steal your mom's because it might be a mold of your dad's dick. Talk to your mom and see, hey, can we go to the store right quick? Because I need a dildy. Oh. Or just order it online like a normal person. They come in discreet packaging now. Yeah, just create your own Adam and Eve or buy one on Amazon Prime through your parents' say, account, you fuckface. Are you kidding me? I was going to say, I bet, I bet Amazon sells dildos. Yeah, they 100% do. Again, you don't have your own Prime account when you're 15 years old. <laughs> This is a bad convo, and I hate it. Yeah, no, they definitely do. (laughs) (laughs) Do they sell Jess's dad's dick? (laughs) Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for this show. Like, this show. (laughs) The show Not the episode. This show. That has been the last episode of Trends in Low Places. (sighs) Catch us next week, where we talk nothing but sex toys. No, we're going to talk nothing but Bible verses to cleanse <laughs> the evil from this the, this whole enterprise. <laughs> Trends in holy places. In, oh no, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like this horny ass episode, this episode full of body horror bullshit, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, and I will have... God help me a blog post up for this episode uh, at goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Please find more information there. If you like this episode, you can also find out more information about our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, where Michael and I and our friend Curtis watch every episode of 24. Uh, a new episode will be going up this week for real, actually, uh, as soon as Michael gives me an episode title for it. And uh, that'll be up. If you like this show, you'll probably almost certainly like that one because, well, it's the same dumb brand of humor that we do on this one but less dildos so that's a win and uh michael how else can people help us out uh yeah you can find us on twitter and facebook and instagram at t-i-l-p cast um when you do please like us um favorite our posts share them with your friends um you can also find us on all of your favorite uh podcast apps uh and the best thing you can do there is to give us a rating, give us a review if you have some time, because that is how you tell other people that we are awesome and we don't just talk about dildos and other random body parts all the time, but only like 25 to 30% of the time, which at, is important. At most. 
at most. Um, uh, if you want to send a message to Michael and I, we read every email we get. You can email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. If you want to send a message to another listener of the show or just to Michael and I, uh, we read everything we get on air. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to share a story, share, share anything with us, just hit us up at that email. Well, Michael, to close us out, do you want a real quick shower thought? Please. This is a shower thought from Twitter. So, uh, cider is just juice, right? <laughs> the best kind of juice. The tastiest. Well, Michael, thank you for joining me as always. It's been lovely talking with you. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. So this came up when I searched for sex dolls, by the way. Oh, God. I'm so scared. So scared. Oh, that's the fucking zombie baby Jesus. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. That's just a zombie fucking baby Jesus. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, that's... Upset? Yeah. Hey, can by I the say way, this? my Amazon, like, because you searched, is going to be very weird. It's about now. to be a real nightmare factor of horrors. And Michael, can I say this? I would definitely kill this thing.